On the Lardy Miss Party Blog Talk Radio Show, we are back. And we're back with the interesting conversation today. I'm your host, Lardy Miss Party, and your co-host this evening is Brenda Wright. The light is right, and you know yours truly, the poet man, Highland. Tyrone Island Smalls. Got something to say? Say something. Say hello or something, y'all. Hello. 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 All right, and then we got people that is in the house that is going to help us get this show of rolling and baking and whatever we're going to do. So we have Eric also that is here, another gentleman that is getting in on the battle of the sexes on relationships, one-on-one, hands-on experience. Now, if you want to call in, this is the call-in number that you can call in on, 347-884-8684. That number, again, is 347-884-8684. And also, for those that would like to be a guest on the show, what you would like to do is contact me at wclarty at familiesandvictimsoffraud.com. That is, again, wclarty at familiesandvictimsoffraud.com. You know, give up your, your small or short bio and also the subject that you would like to talk about. But we are back on Relationships 101, Hands-On Experience Continue. Are you married, divorced, or in a relationship, or just broke up? Was there love or trust issues? All right, was, was all of that involved? Why? Was there verbal, emotional, or physical abuse involved too? Is the relationship, isn't the relationship still working after all? How did you make it work? Can you help us find the real solutions or give encouragement and inspiration to others? Well, this is the topic for you. Come and join us on Real Talk on Relationships. Share your views, positive or negative, right here on the Lardy Miss Party Blog Talk Radio Show, right here on Saturdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Someone may need to hear your struggles or victory. This forum is an open forum, and only the mature applies. There will be men talking on this subject, too. So women, get in on this. If you have an expertise in this area or hands-on experience, bring it on. If you, are, if you are interested in being a guest, again, contact us at wclarty at familiesandvictimsoffraud.com. Give your short bio and the subject you want to talk about. If you are interested in this conversation, please give a call at 347-884-8684. That number again is... 347-884-8684. And we will be right back to talk about relationships one-on-one, hands-on experience. We'll be right back. 
on the Lardy Miss Cardi Blog Talk Radio Show. It's going to be a little a little wet behind the ears today, but we're going to try to dry it out with a little sunshine here and there. So, if you don't mind, we're getting ready to get into our subject on Relationships 101. So, first, we want to find out how to tell if you are in a bad relationship. And I found this article. It comes from Iggy Howe, and it is at www.ehow.com. And they give us information on how to tell if you are in a bad relationship. And it says, we've all had a bad relationship or two in our time, but there are some of us that seem to repeatedly get stuck in it. This guide pinpoints some keys to noticing a manipulative or potentially dangerous relationship so you can get out of it or don't get any deep, one of the two, okay? And so they give you instructions here. They said, if your partner 
constantly criticize you, pointing out your weaknesses, putting you down, bullying you into change, these behaviors are not healthy. People that feel the need to criticize extensively are usually covering for their own, looking for some attainable ideal. No one is perfect and no one should have to deal with constantly being criticized and trampled on. Try to understand where your partner is coming from and if it is unreasonable, move to greener pastures. Number two, your partner is attentive when the two of you are alone, but in public he or she acts like they barely know you, lovey-dovey in private, but shun you in public. Either they are having reservations about the relationship or you. Neither one is good, so take time to evaluate the situation if this happens repeatedly when you are with your partner. Number three, your partner is the king or queen of making promises, but never follow through. They have mastered the art. If your, pa- if your partner requires extensive change from you before they are willing to do their part in a relationship, it's about manipulation, and that's never the foundation for a healthy, loving relationship, abandoned ship. And then it says here, four, you have to bully your partner into spending time with you. Your partner should want to spend time with you. This does not mean that you have to be together every waking moment. But if arguments erupt over expectations, you should spend together, then maybe you should reevaluate what you are looking for in a relationship and meet your needs. Your partner avoids having the picture made with you or anything that will forever affirm you spent together, telling you you a great deal but about long-term potential with his partner. Maybe there is a reason they are avoiding moments documented with you. Your partner is never around when you are having a bad day or need help. A non-committal partner, when you need someone, they will leave you to flounder or lean on friends, strangers, or anyone as long as one should have to be at your beck and call. If they can't be around in the bad times, who wants them around? In the good times, cut your losses. And lastly, your partner his or her friends and family. This behavior is shady. Either they are embarrassed of their family or they are embarrassed of you. No two ways about it. And so I am going to end that subject because we are now explaining or giving the instructions according to eHow how to tell if you are in a bad relationship. Now I'm going to send it right on over here to Brenda, the light is right, and we're going to discuss a little bit more. Hey, Brenda, you know, how is it that you, how, you know, how other things that you can tell if a person is in a bad relationship or not? Well, the way from my experience, 
my experience when you, if you're in a bad relationship is when you start arguing too much and you can't seem to come eye to eye on certain things that, that you used to do or want to do. Mm-hmm. Or you just get irritated. When you get irritated and you're around someone, then that means something's wrong with the sad. Okay. Okay. So, so what you're saying is that if you if you're being rubbed the wrong way and it's been constant and 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 you didn't had enough of it, you just become irritated and you just don't you know care to want to be around the person anymore. Yeah, well, most of that comes from lack of communication. I have uh, some information that I too have looked up on uh, anyhow, mm-hmm. and it's about how to communicate in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And it talks about uh, how it's very important to know how to communicate in a relationship. Communication is a key to healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. And um, in order for a relationship to grow to a deeper level and to build trust between couples, couples to communicate on, on a, in a relationship and understand each other more. They still have a long relationship. And it says, I got a couple little instructions here as well. This says, looking into your partner's eye when you're speaking to them. Mm-hmm. And it tells why that it's important to make the partners, uh, make sure the partner's listening and connecting with you as you do this. Listen attentively, show your appreciation, and ask your partner what you want and need from them. A relationship is a two way street. If you both in a relationship, you are, are bound to feel connected. No one is to mind you, which is true or never. Learn, a, learn to compromise with each other. If one of you wants to go to a tournament and the other one wants to go to maybe fishing or somewhere else, then you have to both learn to do something on on, on the Different nights come to terms would say, well, we, you know, come to grips, understanding that, you know, they're both can do the same thing at the same time. Right. Be honest. The more you are honest about the feelings with your partner, the more you will get out of your relationship. You know, affection when you are communicating. A lot of those things that I just listened to you, sometimes throughout relationships, is called you know what, thanks for us. Um, a lot of people that, that that are in relationships, whether it's in a relationship or, or a marriage, you know, uh, some people just don't know how a relationship is supposed to be ran because there is no instruction here. It's, you know, it's an experience, you know, and and able to uh, filter out what it is that you, uh, what you want in a relationship and what you don't want in a relationship. The most important part of it is when you get into the relationship, that's part of being, you know, planning and y'all already decided what you're looking at and from one another mm-hmm. and part, part of staying committed and, and going further. You're going to have to learn to respect it. And once you start losing the respect, you know, what this person or what this woman is out of the relationship, it ain't going to be. Come right on over here to Eric. Okay. 
how long have you been in your relationship or have you been in one, Eric? You know, I need to know how much hands-on experience you have in a marriage or a relationship, you know. I've been married about 18. Y'all didn't hear that? Eric is saying that he's been in his relationship with his wife for about 20 years, 18 years, what now? Married. Married. And um, if we are to ask, what could you tell, how can you tell if you are in a bad relationship? Is, is the wife that you've been with for 20 years is the only wife that you've been with? You know, what about when you were a single man, you know what I'm saying, and you were just dating around and stuff, you know? How would you tell that you have gotten into a bad relationship? Really, I don't know. So, really, I don't know because I basically deal with my wife. I dated her a little bit, but I never got serious on nobody. So, I. Oh, okay. I see. So, okay. Well, what about how do you know when a, when 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 your marriage is going good? Or when your marriage is going bad, how do you how well, to know that? Because there's people that's out there that's well, going. You know, when marriage is going good, when when, when you talk and everybody's smiling and you're having a good time, and you know it's when it's bad, when she just don't feel like being bothered with you. Okay, I mean, well, I mean, in a relationship, it comes comes times to where maybe she's happy a moment, but then maybe she. And she don't want to have nothing to do with you. And you ask, and then if if she's faithful and she's good, she's gonna tell you what's, what's wrong. Well, what and about you? How do you? How do you? I can feel. How can you been, tell? I we've been together so long till I know. So you just know. So I can look how do you know her. your partner? So if I can look at her and I can see the disappointment or something in her face, mm-hmm. and I ask her, and then maybe she's the one I'm to talk to get that feeling like. Maybe I'd have done something wrong. Okay, but what about you? How, how, how? What do you consider a healthy relationship or a healthy marriage? How do you consider that in your life? What do you feel or 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 think that a relationship should be handled in a in a healthy way? We talk. We talk all your problems out. And then you come to an understanding amongst each other about how to handle. Like I say, ain't no relationship will always be great. Right. It's always going to be rain in a relationship. Right. But it's how you deal with the rain when it comes in your relationship. Now, that's the part that I wanted you to come around to. Tell us some things about how to deal. You gotta t- you, how do you deal? You got to talk to What is it? You say, so what? Is that the way you deal with it? So what? You got to talk to the person mm-hmm. and then get an understanding and you got to go on what the person is feeling. If she feel like she needs space, you got to give them that space. Just because they ask for space don't mean that they leave you. Okay. It means that they need time to heal or, right. to, or to rebuild. Well, how and do then you... it means that I give you time to think on how did you come to this point where you got to heal and rebuild. Right. Okay, so, that's so it great. It could be both of y'all's fault, or it right. could just be one person's fault. Right. So you got to learn. Or you got to give them that separation. Maybe you got to go and stay here for a while. Right. And she stay there for a while. Then when you come back together, then you'll know if y'all meant to be right. together. Right. Okay. Um, 
Come on. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna ask you a question. Now this is, you know, the poet man. You know, the poet man that believes in, you know, fantasy love and love, love, love. You know what I mean? And love and knowing what love is because he writes poems about love and war, you know, when he do, you know. But he's got experience in this area as well, and that's hands-on experience that is. And, again, I have mentioned that, that this is hands-on, hands-on experience, and it's good that we got some that have become uh, specialists in the area, but sometimes it's, it's good to to listen to somebody that's been there and done that. And so the question to you, Tyrone, I want to ask, how can you tell that you are in a bad relationship? Thinking back over your years and what you have been through as a black male, you know, with a black woman, how can you tell that you are in a bad relationship? Well, first and foremost, I feel all relationships are good. Well, explain. There is no bad relationship if both parties have an open mind to the relationship. That's how I feel about it. That's my opinion. Okay. And in that point, let's say, You have a friend, and all you want to do to, with this friend is go to the movies. Mm-hmm. And that is your relationship. But, but the question is, how can you tell if you are in a bad relationship? Because okay. that is the question. Okay. You can tell you are in a bad relationship mm-hmm. by the vibe you get, the spiritual vibe you get, and... In a bad relationship, in a bad relationship, there is no communication. Okay. And okay. And like I, I want to say, there is no bad communication. No, no there is bad. As as bad as it may seem, there is a difference between a good relationship, a healthy relationship, and an unhealthy relationship and a bad relationship. And when we get one of those kind of people that are in a bad situation and put us in a bad situation, it scars us for the next and improved future. So, but there is, you have to be able to tell. So the question is, how can you tell if you are in a bad relationship? You can tell you are in a bad relationship when it's abusive, physically, Spiritually or mentally. Well, well, define. Okay, you're saying, you're saying, spiritually, physically, what? Mentally. And mentally. Okay, let's go. Let's go down the line because you have to spiritually ex- explain what does that mean. We've got listeners. They want to know what do you mean by that? Spiritually, you are in tune. Every person should be in tune with their self, mm-hmm. with your self spirit. And if you're in tune with yourself, every day is beautiful. You might draw, you might paint, you might color, you might watch TV, you might write music. But if you're in a bad relationship, you are now spiritually untuned. 
You don't want to paint no more. You don't want to draw no more. You don't want to go to movies no more. All your extracurricular activities that you enjoy, you are now sliding away from them. Your spirit is in turmoil. Okay. That's the first sign. Then physical abuse. When you are being grabbed, slapped, With talking. Talking is repeated, repetitive aggravation. Okay. Explain, because we got listeners that want to understand aggravation, the taunting. Get deep. 3D deep. Okay, 3D deep. If your partner says, I'm watching TV, and this is not a time to talk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two commercials go by, you're talking to them again, the partner says, Baby, this is not the time to talk. Mm-hmm. You are now past the aggravation part because you're doing it the second time. You have been warned twice. Now, you do it again, you are now past the threshold of aggravation. So the, the communication that will come after you have aggravated someone mm-hmm. will not be good. The outcome will not be good. So there's no reason to even talk any further. So you might as well just say, baby, could I talk to you? No, not right now. Okay, I'll wait till later. Okay. Come to an agreement. Come to an agreement. Then the person, when you do talk to them an hour later, maybe it's an hour later, maybe it's two hours later, but when you talk to that person, they're able to talk. You should be interrupted in something that might be important to them. Movie, football, basketball, drawing, writing, or anything. Just reading a book. If it's not the time, if you both don't agree upon the time, don't make it. Okay. What about, uh, you said... Physical, mental, mental is the last. Right. Explain, explain is, that. Well, you can torture someone mentally by being the opposite of what they are. If they're a talkative person and you're quiet all the time and they want to talk to you and they ask to talk to you and you sit there and don't want to talk, okay. that's mental uh, detachment, separation. Okay. And if a person wants to be quiet and you're talking to them all the time, then that could be aggravation. So it can go both ways, you know. But... I feel that there's no bad relationship because all of that can be mended. It's just coming to a compromise. If anybody in any relationship comes to a compromise and settles and agree upon that compromise, everything can be settled. Okay. I'm going to play the devil's advocate for a minute. Everybody does not agree. There's a good spirit and there's a bad spirit. Sometimes we meet bad spirits. And we be good spirits. And it is not always as easier said and done, especially when, you know, one has higher expectations or no expectations at all. Those extremities, you know, when you've got a good spirit and a bad spirit coming together, you will, as, as a devil advocate speaking, you will have a good relationship because and if and a positive mix they have to have a grant and if grant make no light anyway they'll make they'll make light, you know what I'm saying? Have a house, have a car, have you know a little bit of money. But the the the, the what it makes the spiritual thing as anyway. Because there are some that are 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 physical material people versus spiritual people. Because 
And there are some signs to look for if you believe you or someone you know is suffering from mental abuse. And the first thing they say here is isolation. An abuser often tries to isolate their victim by alienating them from friends and family. This caused the victim to feel isolated, and they ain't got nobody to lean on or nobody to talk to. They, they, they can't talk to nobody. Then there are accusations. This is the second one. They said the abuser, may, uh, the abuser may accuse the victim of being unfaithful if they discuss the opposite sex. Okay, and then some that use sex as a weapon. The abuser may guilt the victim into performing sexual acts to prove their love or withhold sex as a punishment. Then there's another one called criticizing. The abuser may constantly criticize the victim's look or weight. Decision-making is another one. The abuser may not allow the victim to have access to finances or make decisions such as where to live or where to go or how to be. The victim, it says, getting to the victim here. Victims of mental abuse may have low self-esteem, feel guilt when standing up for themselves, procrastinate, or, 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 in an, or, or want to stay in an abusive relationship. All right. And then to add to that, how can you tell if you are in a bad relationship? I'm giving three more, uh, three more uh, um, issues that they are speaking about in here. And one of them is saying your friends and family dislike your partner. Some people like to jump to conclusions about others without really knowing the person or having all the facts. However, other times if it can be so blatantly apparent to others that you are dating a dude or dating a dud, excuse me, make your own decisions about who you date, but at least take some advice from friends and family. They usually have your best interests at heart and they may be seeing something in your partner that you have not noticed. Sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. And I know that there have been times and people that I have talked to, and that's including myself, you know, that I have talked to and that I have been in, you know, where I have friends that say, girl, he ain't no good. You know, and I know that they tell the truth because of the way he treat me, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, the man that, you know, that done been with a woman and he chose to be with that woman no matter what kind of woman she was. And the family member said, man, that one ain't the right one. But, you know, uh, he said, darn that, we getting ready to go on further and get towed up down in the relationship. And then, you know, later on and in the present and in your future, someone that has overcome all those obstacles you know, would have to go through hell and high waters because of somebody that doesn't kill the person's faith in people or 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 or, uh, or not wanting to give that trust to anybody because it has been vandalized. You know what I mean? And so it says here, your partner constantly compares you to an ex. Not only is this maddening, it can be a blow to yourself. It goes on. It can only mean one of the three things. They are not over the act. They wish you were more like the act. 
or they making or they are making sure you know there are others out there who find their egotistical self-centered ways attractive. So you might feel some twinge of jealousy. Leave the narcissistic cat to save yourself the trouble. Alright? Uh, you know, then you know what narcissistic means. Okay? And um and then it says here, your partner exhibit abusive characteristics. No matter how you or your partner try to spin it, there is no good excuse for abuse, and there is no good excuse for staying in an abusive relationship, whether the abusive behavior is verbal, emotional, physical, and as Tyrone has spoken, spiritual, okay? Because if you kill the spirit, you didn't kill life. You didn't kill the person altogether. So get out and never look back, okay? So that's what they're saying about uh, about how to tell if you're in a bad relationship and how to prevent or how to prevent a abusive relationship. Now, um, and and then they then they do tell you about how to prevent abusive relationship. Now I'm going over here to Ty and I'm going to ask Tyrone, how can someone that has been in an abusive relationship, how can you prevent it? How can you prevent a abusive relationship? Um, these are these are people these are people that are around me, y'all, that have been through some things, you know. And we're here to let you know that you're not alone. Okay. So this question is very important to anyone that's out there that's listening. Um, and we're trying to give you something worthwhile to listen to. Ty, I'm sorry for breaking in. Go ahead. This is a red flag, first of all. What's the red flag? signs that you have learned from your previous relationship. I mean, you can't compare your partner to your ex, your exes, but you should have learned from your previous relationship. Mm-hmm. And when you see a red flag, like um, when you go shopping, she likes to put things in her purse. Or mm-hmm. when you go out to the movie, he's like to fight all the time. Mm-hmm. You see red flags, hey, that's not the one for you. Or you see, that's already a red flag, bump back up. Address it, you know, see if they can not change it, but see if they can slow it down, at least slow it down in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're trying to improve, then maybe that's a relationship worth having. Now, if there's no improvement and nobody trying to give an effort, mm-hmm. see, some things, just like drug habits, it don't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Habits don't change overnight. Right. But if someone is willing to be with that other person, see, the whole thing about relationships is willing. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to sacrifice some of your bad behaviors mm-hmm. to that good one. And that's vice versa. It goes both ways. Yeah, it does, Tyrone. It does. That's, that's, the, the add-on to that is when, when, that, when it gets to that point, like Tyrone has just said, if, if it gets to that point where you feel that you do need to separate, mm-hmm. You still have to keep in mind both parties, whether it be the female or the male, that you have to respect the personal reason. There are a lot of people that do go through the bad relationships or bad marriages. They they lose that to to even be civil friends. Right. That's because they never respected each other in the beginning. If you cannot respect each other. From the beginning, you won't have respect to each other after it's done. 
Well, and, and, you know, that's also true. What about you, Eric? What do you have to say about this? How do a person, how can you prevent an abusive relationship? What can you, what, what, what are some of the fundamentals? And I really wanted to really hit home because we really need to be talking about some of the, you know, stuff that, you know, we might have had experience to use as an example rather than, you know, oh, oops, you spilled the milk. You know how they do with children's services. They give you some kind of lofty stuff that don't even, stuff, stuff that you wouldn't even get mad about. Let's talk about, you know, if, you know, a person, you know, is, is blaming you all the time or, you know, or, or, or in public humiliating you or a threat against you. You know, these are real hardcore um, um, issues that everybody faces, even men, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I would like it to, to hit home because we don't want to look at it like we're doing a, a, a fable, you know what I'm saying? Because these are hardcore issues that need to be for real people that are mature, and that they can understand that this stuff do exist, and how they're going to do it. It exists. It and with everybody. Right. And because, uh, a beautiful relationship is when two people don't see eye to eye, it's always one that's saying this is about criticism of the other one, or certain thing, but you don't really talk it out. Right. And get mad and walk away. Right. So how do or you don't talk? want to be bothered ever. So what do you want to do? What can you do about that kind of a person that walk away? You can't do nothing until they, until they come around unless you just want to throw your hands up and get, and get rid of them. Okay. Well, okay. if you love the person, you got to be willing to try to work with them. And see, we say that. And when there's a love is there for one person and not for the other because of the situation that has went down in the relationship, they choose not to deal with it at all, and they want to get out. When a person gets to that point, there has to be, again, some kind of understanding, maybe if there's a family involved, because most people, whether they're married or dating, they have families. So, uh, go ahead, go ahead. In, in, in cases like that, you still have to respect. It's called respect. When you say you love, you tell that person that you love and you care about them, that means you're caring about their well-being and stuff. Now, mental, being in a bad relationship is really mentally stressing. Mental stressing. So once it's in, in that category, if they feel that they, they feel that they're done, then they need to have that space in order to regroup to see if that is really what they want to do, be done. All right. Uh, there's a caller online. And we want to give the caller a chance to have words to say. Um, caller number one, are you on the line? Caller number one, you are online. You can speak if you want. Well, maybe they just want to listen in. All right. So anyway, um, getting back to what we were talking about, uh, I believe that... Uh, if we all could, could, could come to an agreement on how to prevent an abusive relationship, um, again, we're going to come out of e-how because, see, we're trying to find solutions, how, how to deal, how to act, how to be, what to be in a relationship with people, whether they good or bad. And this goes for both sides because it's important 
to listen to one another. Um, and again, there are great points that are made here and don't want to step on no one's opinions because we're here to, to air our dirty laundry and, and get, it, get it over with and, you know, and get on to something more healthier in, in, our, in our lives, you know. So this is what this forum is here for, is to help those that have a problem. This is the forum where you can come and get it off right here. You can call in, call in number 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. So there's other aspects of what are other signs of verbal abuse in a relationship. And one of those are threats. Now, and then there's yelling. And so I'll go through, you know, a small thing here where it talks about no matter what the content of screaming or yelling incident, the mere fact that the voice is raised consistently in a relationship intimidates the partner into not demonstrating free expression or what is commonly referred to as walking on eggshells. Then there are threats. Threats, no matter in what context or tone, should be taken seriously and never ignored. They can include threats to kill a partner, child or family pet. It also includes threats to commit suicide if a person considers leaving the relationship, the threat to damage property or threats to break confidences in family matters or to outsiders. Then we have the blame game. Verbal abusers often blame the victim for the aggressor's inappropriate behavior. The most common is among a partner or family member that you made me do it. It's your fault for the verbal abuse. Abusers do not take responsibility and make excuses for their actions. Then there is the public humiliation. Abusers often attempt to humiliate their partner or family member in public places or in front of friends or relatives to project superiority or to humble or embarrass the victim. Victims respond by usually apologizing for the abuser's behavior or feel inclined to explain the aggressor's behavior. Then there are jealousy. Extreme jealousy can be, be a clear sign of verbal abuse when the abuser insists on detailed explanation for absences or recitations or converse of conversations with friends or acquaintances. Relentless, relentless holding of workplace relationships or motives for activities without the aggressor, such as going to a movie or a sporting event without the partner, is a form of verbal abuse. And then there are, um, there are other things to tell how you are in a bad relationship, but we're going to flip it over and find out how to keep your boyfriend or your girlfriend happy. But not until we get back after a break and have an announcement to make also, so we will be right back.
This evening, we're right back here on the Lardy Miss Cardi Blog Talk Radio Show, and we got more on the on, on the subject of relationships 101. And we got people that is here that is about hands-on experience. So we're gonna take it on back on over here to Brenda Wright. And we're going to talk a little bit about for those that have been in relationships as far as marriage and on the brink of divorce. What are some of those things that we can do? But not until I do the announcement. Right here we have a community bulletin on Keeping Coming Home Unity Festival. And if Keeping Coming Home is pleased to announce new life on Mount Vernon Avenue here in Columbus, Ohio. The Keeping Coming Home Unity Day Festival is scheduled for Saturday, 31st, and Sunday, August 1st, 2010, from 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. until the event features local artists and jazz, R&B, gospel, rap, dance, and speakers. Our special guest will be to honor our black pioneer in business, education, social, political, and religion, and activism. Historical information will be located up and down Mount Vernon Avenue. And to give you a background, 50 to 100 years of black history in our community, Mount Vernon Avenue was the mecca of Columbus, Ohio, like Harlem was to New York back in the days during the 1940s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. The black business districts were successful in creating jobs for people who lived in the community. This event is about unity family, fun, and festivity. So now we're going to also update you because on Saturday, July the 31st at 11 a.m. through Sunday, August the 1st, uh, 1st um, until the Lincoln Theater and at the Martin Luther King Park, Mamie Moore on July 31st, 2010, Lardy Miss Clardy's 
Yours truly will be singing at both events as a guest on July 31st, first at 4 p.m. at Mamie Moore Park, the Martin Luther King Park, and then at 9 p.m. at the Lincoln Theater right here on Long Street in Columbus, Ohio, and on Mount Vernon. Okay, they got special events that's coming up as well. And so there will be plenty of action going on. The Keeping Coming Home Festival also have July 31st through August 1st. Uh, they will have features that include live entertainment. Again, that was being spoke, African dancers, historical exhibits, and classic and antique auto shows. So you can't miss it. Those that want to have uh, tickets uh, after the parade and want to come to the event, because uh, they're going to have this uh, parade at East High School and other marching bands and organizations that's going to come out and give it all they got. So you can sign up today at the Urban Spirit Cafe at 893 East Long Street or call Charity at 253-7778. That number again at Urban Spirit and to call Charity is at 253-7778. And for other tickets that you need for the banquet and for the old school party, you can call James at the Block Suite at 252-4552, and we'll say that number again, which is James, that's his name, for the inquiry about the ticket, 252-4552, or stop in at the Urban Spirit at 877 East Long Street. You can also find out what's going on at the website at www grassrootbusinesscenter.4, number 4, T, as in Tom, dot com. That number again, or that website again, is grassrootbusinesscenter.4, T, dot com. All right, now we're going back to what we've been talking about and, and get some more understanding on Relationship 101, hands-on experience. And we're going back to Brenda here after I speak upon how to keep a girlfriend or a boyfriend happy. And, again, we found this on eHow. And, you know, this is interesting because we found a lot of great stuff on eHow. And so if you want to know where that is, that is www.ehow.com. How to keep a boyfriend happy or a girlfriend happy. That goes for both. Relationships are fun and exciting, especially when you are first starting them. They can be fun and nerve-wracking. This article will give you tips on how to stay in a wonderful, healthy relationship with your boyfriend or girlfriend. Remember, always remember, as you want, you will treat each other as you want to be treated. In this article, you will learn how to keep your boyfriend or girlfriend happy. Talk to your partner with respect. The key to any relationship is open and respectful communication. If you're mad and you want to scream, remember that respectful communication should come out of your mouth. We told the old saying, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Talk to your talk to your partner and talk and talk to the person, and y'all talk together. 
This will keep you and your boyfriend happy. And I'm going to stick another one in here. If you confide your, your, your intimate past about whether you, got, had a, you had a breakdown or you had a heart attack or you went through a bad relationship, respect not to use that as a, as, a, as a cornerstone to make that person feel as though they cannot communicate nothing else to you because you're using it, you know, the wrong way because you're trying to shut the communication down. Speak the truth. Don't you hate it when a person tells you a lie and you know they are lying. Your, your partner, your partner um, if they lie, don't, don't lie to your partner. To keep your partner happy, always tell him the truth, even if he, uh, he or she doesn't like it. He or she will love you for it. It is honest and truthful ways to go a long way in life. Remain tactful when speaking the truth. A lot of times, you know, when you don't use maybe as, as I was saying before, you know, using low blows, using your using a person's uh, uh, past that they have a confide in you as a way as a weapon. That is very harmful, you know. Um, and it also says dress like a celebrity. Stop texting him every hour on the hour. It isn't good uh, to cling to your girlfriend or your boyfriend. Everyone needs, uh, you know, their space, right? Your boyfriend deserves to spend time with his friends as you do with yours. And um, it says, you know, respect of the relationship is very necessary. This is not only, not only, this will not only make him or you happy, but it will show him that you respect him. Dress like a celebrity. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to buy the kind of clothes. It means that you should uh, keep yourself looking as beautiful as you were when you met each other. You will keep your girlfriend or boyfriend happy knowing that you keep up your appearance for them. You should not only do this for him, but for yourself as well. Listen to your boyfriend or girlfriend, even if what he is saying isn't what you want to hear. Listening is important. Part of hearing and listening are not the same. Be sure that you take your boyfriend's feelings into consideration. Um, and if you or your man tells you that he is stressed, for example, listen to him, listen and give advice to him, and 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 solidify your relationship. But it will uh, let your happy partner know that you care about them if you will always have you will always have a partner worth keeping and they say good luck on that now I might have been tongue-tied trying to say all of that but when it really comes down to it, what this is saying is that you're going to go through things in your relationship that you don't like about one another but there are also things that to keep in mind that will deteriorate the relationship quickly if, you know, the person is used in the past as a, as, as a weapon or, or, or threatening to leave the relationship or, you know, the point that you are not listening, even if it sounds like your man or your woman is being just a jealous nag. 
you know, but because their feelings are very, very important, you will want to listen anyway and grab what is important to, to, to move on and make a change about what is fluff, get rid of it, because everything you shouldn't listen to anyway. You know, you only listen to what's really important, because everything is not important. And most of all, try to get a hold of your jealousy. That's another issue. So if we all can understand that we are social people and on the job or, you know, at home amongst family and friends, you know, uh, there's a difference between, you know, just because your man is looking over here at this big butt, you know, or this big titty, excuse my friends, this is Lardy, Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show, it still should be that those are his eyes. And if she like a big muscle, what well, she see, you know, it shouldn't. Eyes are made to see beauty, and so therefore, you know, you will see a piece of beauty or art that is there, and long as it's not looking at it with a a, a lady Gaga look, you know, like oh my God, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, it it, it can be respected because it's understandable. You got eyes. God gave them to you, and you're going to see everything around you. It's just your perspective of thinking on how that person may perceive each other in the relationship. If there is no jealousy and there's understanding about eye contact, eye service, whatever it is, because you've got eyes, you know, you can't, you can't keep your eyes closed and put your head down all your life being with this partner. You know what I'm saying? You would, right, you'll bump into something and kill yourself or something. So, you know, that's all that I got to say about it. Is there any more information that need to be talked about? Tyrone, getting back to you, is there anything that you want to add in on this subject to, to give some leeway for the ladies to understand from a man's point of view, you know, what is making a, a, a boyfriend happy? or a girlfriend or a husband, you know what I'm saying, out for the ladies. You know, this is for the ladies. I think a woman can make a man happy if they take their man's feelings into consideration. You know, men try to, <clears throat> men try to put on the facade of being strong, mm-hmm. even though we are vulnerable also, you yes. know. Yes, I um, agree. Yes. Some men cry in secret. Some men cry out loud. Some men cry in private. Some men don't cry at all. Right. But they still feel hurt. Right. And some people bottle up their feelings and then let it out and lash out later on. Just like that's why there's killing, that's why there's abuse, there's why there's everything else. Right. A healthy relationship is a relationship where everyone is on one accord. Yeah, but everybody is, everybody don't be on one accord. It's not easy. It's easier said than done. But I want to be able to go back to how to keep a man happy. The women need to know what is your, you a poetry man, and you have, you have important, you know, ideals, because everybody have an ideal, but have important ideals of what you think that a love relationship and how a woman is to make a man happy, and they need to hear this. Okay, I'm a cancer by sign, July, plus it's my birthday, two days. Um, I'm a passionate person, and being a passionate person, I like to give passion. And in giving, you want to receive, not 
always wanting to receive, but you rather give than to receive. But a passionate person wants to receive his feedback and to get give what they're giving up. Sometimes it takes a lot. Just like if you work in a job, you use a lot of energy. And to give a lot of energy and don't be fed back, don't have enough nourishment to come back to where you were, mm-hmm. it'll drain you. Mm-hmm. So I feel that all women should keep passion in their, their relationship. What kind of passion? Because there's different types of passion. There's a passion for violence. There's a passion for lovemaking. There's a passion for jealousy. There's a passion for high expectations that you know that this is that you're so passionate to where you want everything secluded unto you because you're passionate. And so you don't have no no ideal of what 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 kind of passion are you talking about? We we want to know what kind of passion is that a, what kind of passion is that? Well I'm talking about passion and freedom. Freedom oh. to let someone be them. Right. Yeah. If you cannot be yourself, you are not, it's not healthy. Okay, so what about if the passion is on one side to be passionate, to be, have the freedom to give, but on the other side they are restricted from being as just as passionate? Well, I feel if you feel, if you feel that you are restricted, as a person is restricted, I wouldn't let no one restrict me. You know, only someone can ask you to be a certain way. They can't make you be a certain way. So you're never restricted. You are a free being. Mm-hmm. There is no one that can have control. And if you let someone get that kind of control, you will not be happy. And if someone who wants you to be happy will not want to have that kind of control, to make you unhappy. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. I feel a woman is a reflection of their man. When I see my woman unhappy and looking with her lips open out, head hung down, I'm looking at her like, I'm not happy seeing that. But also remember, the reflections also go that the man reflects the woman. That's what I'm saying. So for you. Not only just the woman reflects the man, but man has got a few, a few dust spots on his mirror, and he can't see the reflection of the woman clearly then the woman can't see the reflection of the man clear because there is, you know, dust on the mirror. And so until it gets clean, there is going to be a a communication, a lack of communication, a lack of understanding, uh, because all you have is the smallness in between. You can barely see each other because of a small, you know how a mirror gets Thing and you know speckles all over it. Well, it you know if no one cleans their mirror with themselves, exactly. then you won't be able to see the reflection that that is supposed to reflect one another because some people are not supposed to reflect. Okay, you know they say the man. You said the woman is a reflection of the man, and it just begins right. But 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 sometimes our perspective perception of what reflection is, sometimes we get abusive partners thinking that they are reflection because that's the reflection that we got because we hadn't cleaned our mirror to be able to see clearly who we are in order to see an abusive or an abuser that's coming in to crack your mirror. You understand what I'm saying? So that's what I mean by that. Some people are not meant to be reflections at all. But if your mirror is not clean, 
or if it's got claws on it, you know, you've got to get some Windex and clean the sucker so you can be able to see clearly. And so, and so that's where perspective of thinking would, would, would mask up how you should look at your partner. But I did have a question tonight um, as I was doing, as I was listening in. And I want to know for myself, what is a normal relationship? No one said what is a normal relationship. Okay. You said what is a normal relationship. Well, a normal relationship is where there is no, there is no verbal abuse. A normal relationship, you tack in how they talk. Like, for instance, I'll use myself as an example. If I have a problem with my man and I might be a little insecure, instead of coming to my man and saying, look, I don't like you talking to such and such and such because I don't like it. And you don't love me if you talking to this person because I know that that person likes you. And you will be like, well, babe, you know, I don't care. My love is with you. And they know that I am with you and I ain't trying to mess around. But if, in fact, that the person put heat on a person to make them feel like that they can't talk, because you can't control other people. Other people is going to do what they do because some people like drama. Are you supposed to be cordial? Well, it's a per- and, and in saying that is this. Instead of verbal abusing you that you, that you ain't nothing because I ain't getting no love and I, I, I'm getting ready to go out and spitefully do stuff to you because you doing it to me, that is not a normality in a relationship. That is a contest and a combatable relationship. Now, another good thing in a normal relationship is to, to compromise. If you talking to a woman that I don't like and and you talking to her and or, or I made you go and do something to make it look like that, you know, she's being reprimanded for even talking to you, you know what I'm saying? And then I go back and go and hang out the woman, you know, be willing to compromise. And we want at the, at the theater, both of you want to see different movies, you know what I'm saying? Compromise. Watch the movie with your partner. Or, or let's see it the next time, or whatever the case may be. Another one, tell the person you're with how much you care about them. Um, that's the normality in a relationship. If you don't tell them how much you care or, or explain to them how, they, how you make them feel, then that right there can be an abnormal thing because then it comes with low blows. You'll never, you'll never tell me that I look nice. You'll never tell me that you know I make you feel good, or I, you know, you just, you just, you just have sex with me and that's it. Well, baby, ain't that good enough? I'm all involved in it, you know. So you know, and it's like, and 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 that may not be what it takes because some people are not sexual. 
you know, to show a love and affection. Well, wait a minute. And another one is don't be afraid to be yourself. See, if your partner is got all this freedom to be themselves, and that partner is not putting any, 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 it's not making any rap about what you are doing, even though they may not like it, but they have a clear enough mirror to understand that that's the way I want to be. And if the one that has all this freedom takes and forbids them the same, it's called a double standard. That's not normal at all. It's not not. normal. Double standards, if it was good for you, absolutely. And also, and also because you would be, you know, uh, a fraud to yourself because it would be like saying that got the law and they break the law, but they expect you to follow the law. And so, therefore, how fair could that be? So, if you're going to be normal, make the normality something simple. And it's simple things that make normality. Because to tear up, to find fault, tear up one another and whatever, you know what I'm saying, it don't help because tell you the truth, there's some stuff, you know, that I've seen in my men, seen on my men, you know what I'm saying, that I didn't think that was all good. But because I'd rather have one that's been sucked up by life than rather have a nice-looking body, whatever, of, you know, of a man that is going to be printing in the mirror and, try, and, and think it's all that in a bag of chips. I'd rather have one with no teeth than one that's got teeth and treat me like a dog. You hear? And let everybody talk about it. Now, walk down the street proudly with it. So, I want to do a comment on that now. Sure. Go on ahead with a comment on it. I, I want to get back to one where, where really uh, made a statement about don't be afraid to be yourself. Go ahead. That is very, 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 very important. Whether you're dating in relationship or marriage, once you stop being yourself to please another you lose your own identity. Right, and that's called you, identity theft. Exactly. <laughs> when you lose that identity, <laughs> you lose the train of thought of what you believe in and what you want out of any type of relationship. Right, because that wasn't what the person found interesting about you when they first met you. Exactly. Yeah, go ahead. So when you, when you lose yourself in that manner, it's hard to replace it. When you get to that bad part of the relationship, you go and you think about, wow, where where am I? Who am I? You have to then take steps of separation so you can regroup because you need to know who you are. You have to re-identify yourself. Right. And you know what? And another thing, too, a, a, a female told me this, and I've looked up to her so much. Her name is Frida. And I was living in Trevor Heights at the time, and I was by myself. And, and she took me in as a friend. Her name is Frida McMullen. And this is what she told me when she was, you know, grooming me, you know, because I'm, you know, all laid back and stuff. And I used to just admire her because she had a beautiful body, you know what I'm saying? And she knew how to wear her clothes, you know what I'm saying? And here I am with this box figure, you know what I'm saying, with some bomb legs, you know, and a bomb voice, 
And this young lady, she told me, she said, Wendy, she said, I want to tell you, I wish I had your mind. She said, your mind is the bomb. She said, darn the body because men be at me because of my body, because that's their visual. That's mm-hmm. all they see. They don't care if the woman don't have a brain or not, as long as they got a arm candy hanging around them to make them look like they somebody. Yeah, and, I like the brain. Okay? And then there, like I said, and, and, and there are men, you know, that, that when they get with a woman, they either with them for either three things, the mind, the body, or all three. You understand what I'm saying? It's hard to find all three, but you can work with the outside of a daggone car. You know what I'm saying? But you can't get a daggone, you can't get a brain. You know what I'm saying? The, the engine got to run right. If it don't run right, then your car ain't no good, one way or the other. So being yourself, if I'm a rose one with a dent in it, let me keep the dent because the engine is turned. Maybe it they, came with me. Maybe they did. Then that did it there for a reason to remind you of what you've been through in your trials and your tribulations. Absolutely, that is a good point. Because if you don't so have you that don't dent, have no dent, then you, you don't know where you've been. Absolutely. Now we talking. No time That's the reason. You got to feel your way through the dark. And you're going to run into a wall. Absolutely. You ain't running through that wall. So Absolutely. I mean, you ain't going as far as you can go. Absolutely. And so, let's get into yeah. the part about denial, too. Yeah, well, come on, denial. We, we, yeah, we got to right. stop That's there. right. Oh, go if ahead. I'm just ready to leave things, it to you. If we've done some things wrong and we get, uh, we get caught up in it and we get uh, pressed up against the wall about it and then we, we must face the music. Mm-hmm. We need to respect what we have done wrong in order to correct it. If you don't want to correct it, then don't give out no fake promises or no actions to lead to the other person thinking that this is what you're willing to do when you're not putting out. Right. And you know what, though? Um, if you want to talk about, you know, even those that are in relationships that have the hope of being married, you know what I mean? And, you know, yeah, I have heard Now, God 
given these are common sense things. Exactly. But some people need to hear this. No love. I do not love you anymore. And and, and that is not there. Then that is a cause for divorce. Because where there's no love, there will be turmoil. And there will be constant, constant pain, confusion, exactly. and error. You understand what I'm saying? So, and then there is free. So death do you part. Death is not always talked about in the system spiritual, okay? Death has been talked about when the spouses die in a six-foot deep in ground. But when you talk about death do you part, when the person spiritually has become dead, that went out there and started doing crack, started being on, you know, uh, drugs and alcohol real, real bad, and they no more respect the law of God, you understand what I'm saying, or respect themselves, or, you know, or they have all the way to say, I do not want to be good in this relationship anymore. That is a spiritually dead person, and it's time to go. You understand? The fourth one, God bless this one, the fourth one, is when you have an unbeliever that professes that they believe, but actions show different. You understand what I'm saying? It's in the Bible that talks about the unbeliever. See, the unbeliever will be with the believer, and it's permissible because it sanctifies the believer, the unbeliever. But if the unbeliever is no more wanting to accept the hot, even though it perfects that it do believe and is really an unbeliever, then that unbeliever is free to go. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? I get it. Did you it's hear what I just got finished saying? The unbeliever. The unbeliever. Especially. No. The unbeliever will at some point in time in their life get with a believer. Okay? An unbeliever that professes that they believe, they believe in the God, yeah, but all the work in the God, you understand what I'm saying, it's not there. But they want to be with a believer that is walking the belief, the belief. You understand? I see a lot of right. stuff with, with the okay. with the church. Now listen, no, no it, it, it's everywhere. It's even out in with street ministers the whole bit. What I am saying is that an unbeliever that chooses to be with a believer, it is so to be with the believer until it does, that person does not want to be with the believer anymore. The believer sanctifies the unbeliever. But if the unbeliever chooses not to be in that relationship, it is not. It, it, it is told to call the peace. You understand what I'm saying? And and the person that is the unbeliever is not. You know, under no no certain situation, you know, uh, uh, responsible. You understand what I'm saying? Because they came in as an unbeliever, being with the believer. You understand what I'm saying? So those are the four of ways to get out of a spiritual divorce or a or a physical divorce. And some people have to, in their mind, get it set. You know, and understand that. Marriage is only what you make it, and you have a choice. You have a choice to make your relationship work for you or not. 
Now you've got some fools in the world that will drop it because they think grass is green on the other side. But everybody must pay a price for the decisions that they make. Exactly. So, in all in all to say, everybody have a right to leave, but it's not leaving, but it is how you leave. It's not just leaving. It's how you leave. And if you, if you do it the right way, then you don't feel no guilt when you leave. And you won't be back. I hear you on that one, Wendy. But it's, it's, it's so much that, that we choose not to face. It can be face the truth or, or face the denial. Or face either. It's both. It's just face, face both. Well, I've I know I've done some things that I probably, that nobody probably can understand about right now because everybody tell me I've changed. But sometimes when you put in that mindset, it's not that you want to change. Is that the the, the build-up has become a part of your mindset that frustrates you, that turns you into something that you're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you got to say, come on, come on in and give us your opinion. I've learned many times in life, if you love something, let it go. I've learned Absolutely. many times in life, if you learn Absolutely. love something, let it go. Right. And it's for you to it come is. back to you. Absolutely. And even if it don't come back the same way, you will still be able to be cordial. See, you can stay and badger someone, or you can hold on to someone to the point where that thin line between love and hate is crossed, mm-hmm. where they will start hating you mm-hmm. because of the holding on to, to the lashing on to, mm-hmm. to not letting them be them. Mm-hmm. So in this world, we have to be free spirits, and uh, we are individuals. We are born by ourselves. We're going to die by ourselves. We have to live our lives for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Now, if you get in a relationship, you got to live it for a partnership. But when a partnership is not on one accord, then sometimes you need a break. Mm-hmm. And I have learned that there are many people who are still married that live separately, and their relationship is much better than when they live together. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, just be Each his own. own. Each his own, right. You know, I bet you I won't be with my partner and while we in separate, I went through that in a last relationship. He got his own place and I had mine, but he was still trying to be king over the castle. But over there, he was being a scumbag all the way around the corner and up the street. He's going to be a king you know, that You might, might, might well, well be, be king, king as both. Well. That's right. You if, gonna, if, if, if I leave, I'm letting her be the king. Absolutely. Because she got to come back right. to me. We got to come back on the same right. understanding. Right. Sometimes separation is what is needed mm-hmm. right. for a relationship to get strong. Well, yes. it, well, it, it depends works. on it how works far. What kind of way the people, the people. Well, it depends on how far a person have let it go. I'm the kind of person in a relationship that before I start, before I start doing anything about it, I'll let that person, it's like, Throwing out a red carpet full of number grace and let and, and watch them to see how they how they uh, pick and eat off of your off your buffet. And I'll sit there and, and, and let them have their own opinion, how they think, low blows, whatever. I'll tell you, I, I think it's unfair that you feel that way and that you talk in that way to me because, or you take your love away from me or whatever the case may be. But I'll stay in the relationship until. I am already 
sick and tired of being sick and tired. Once I do, go. You understand what I'm saying? It won't be not one piece of hair that have not been turned over that this was the wrong way. You was not supposed to be this way, and you were or this and that. I'll stay in it, you know. But when I get ready to go, I be them.
was. I'm DJ Yella, the mixologist of the crew. And I would just love to mix bodies with you. Your lips, I would kiss. Your body, I would hold tight. But only if you allow me, check this out, to turn off the light. Blog Talk Radio Show on Relationship 101, Hands-On Experience. And what we have already covered is bad relationships, but now we want to see what can we do to heal or save the relationship. And since there is no callers that want to come and be involved in on this, you know, it is good that we are talking about it because People have come up to us and have aired their laundry about, you know, about their relationships, and it's a very, very touchy subject, and for those that are out there listening, you know, hey, you can't do nothing but learn from this. This is education, you know, and also finding other perspectives of thinking, other ways of thinking. So, you know, we want to now find out what we can do to help heal the relationship or kill the relationship at this point. So I'm going to give it to the, to the men because, see, the men is important just like the women are in, in a relationship. And they have things that need to be looked at with a fine magnifying glass. And so I'm going to give it over to our, our, our um, poet, man over here, which is Thailand, okay, Tyrone Island Small. You know, Tyrone, I want to ask, you know, how do you, how can you mend a relationship after, you know, after going through something and it was a misunderstanding or a, or a, uh, uh, or an issue where it just cannot be uh, mended? But right now we're talking about mending the relationship. How do you mend a relationship and get it back on track? This is for all the women to hear from a man's point of view. First of all, take it to God. You put all your burdens, all your sorrows, all your worries, all your doubts, and you put it on the cross. You give it to God first. Once you give it to God, you've got to forgive each other. First, you've got to give, forgive yourself for all the foolish things you did in your relationship, mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. vice versa. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. they ain't willing to take it to God. Wait a minute. No, you've got to be willing to take it to God because no one else can help 
your relationship. Because you already tried to do it physically, with your physical being. It can't, it's got to be physical, um, spiritually. So, okay, without any communication between the two, you can give it to God. But if you have communicated all that you can communicate and given it to God, does that mean that give it to God and move, remove your presence for a while? Or what? We're talking about how to mend it. How do you mend to come back together or not? You come on one accord. You How do you do that? You come on one set of agreement. You have a conversation with each other, and you say, what do you want out of this relationship? What do you want out of this relationship? What do you want to do about this relationship? Well, right now, I need a break. Well, if you need a break right now, I'm going to give you that break because mm-hmm. that is my partner. I'm going to give you that break. I'm going to give you that space you need. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Now, keep in mind, we are still together. Right. We are still married or we are still in a relationship. Right. But take your break. Right. Now, if you change your mind about this relationship, let me be the first to know. Right. If you even think of something, well, I'm starting to date or I'm starting to see someone else, let me know so we both can start to date. Okay. Don't just leave it one-sided. Right. You go find you a mate and leave me hanging. Right. No. You right. let us both know we want to open we want to open relationship now. Okay, let's have an open relationship. Okay. You know, okay. and you take it that way. Or if you want to mend that relationship, you really, really want to be together, but you can't see eye-to-eye because you you know, just got so many, you're just stubborn and don't want to change, then you need to change. You're going to have to come to a compromise and change something. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes uh, Eric? you also got to be where the person got to tell you what you're doing wrong. Because uh-huh. sometimes you don't see what you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. But then, but when they go to tell you what you're doing wrong, they don't tell you it right out in terms. They want to beat around the bush about mm-hmm. what you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. They tell you halfway, then when you go into they always say, oh, you keep on doing it. But what is you doing? you got to explain it to the person because maybe the person don't know what Okay, yeah, communication is the key. That's why. But it always comes back to you do this, you do that, but you got to have an understanding and tell the person what he is doing. Uh-huh. And don't wait until it's a couple months later or it's a couple weeks later. Tell a person right then. Right then. Right. Even though it's going to hurt his feelings, but let him know. Okay. Man. Okay. Um, go ahead, Brandon. Go ahead. You second, yeah, I, yeah. I have nothing to say at this point. Well, at this point, you know, again, you know, in, in understanding, you know, how, what, what signs that you may find in abusive relationships or how to prevent a, abusive relationships, you know, is, is basically, as E. Howe has said, that... You have to recognize that you are vulnerable to abusive relationships. Make an effort to become more emotionally, um, uh, uh, become a more emotionally uh, healing, and uh, and what is very likely to find yourself in another abusive relationship. You know, if you don't find out what's wrong with yourself first, you know, uh, while you likely do not enjoy being in an abusive relationship level of comfort because of the, they are familiar. Now, um, that, that is a key because if you're familiar with, you know, the worldly way of living, argument, mix-up and confusion, uh, fault-finding and tearing up and nagging and, and probing and different things of that sort, and you've been through those things or you have learned them from someone, uh, the best way to do that is first 
come out of a relationship and give yourself time to heal before you go into another relationship because some men and women go from one relationship to another relationship to another relationship, and it is not healthy. It is not healthy for the person that's coming with the clean slate, and it's not healthy for the person that is still holding on to records of the past and trying to, you know, filtrate if this relationship is going to look like the last relationship. You're not leaving any room for that person to show you a different because everything that may seem to be the same is not. And so, therefore, you have to be careful at the way you think. It's all about the perspective of thinking. And so to mend your relationship will definitely come into play at first finalizing it with yourself. And, you know, getting back over here to Brenda, what, 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 what can cause a mending of a relationship, Brenda? You know what I'm saying? How can a person mend a relationship? How can a person, you know, uh, 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 help to support and, 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 and edify a person after going through a hardship with a person? How can they mend it? How can they mend it? Well, uh, the only way that I can see, and this, this is my point of view, if I, if I would be trying to mend anything or see someone mending any, any type of thing in a relationship, they would have to first start with communication and understanding. Now, mind you, you can, you can mend something that has been broken. You can always mend something. Mm-hmm. But once you mend it, you have to know how not to get it broke again. Right. That's so true. There, there's a key factor that plays a role in this. Just because you're working on men in it, that means you're focusing and concentrating on one thing. You have That's to concentrate on two. You right. have to know how to mend it and how to keep it from breaking. Right. Okay. And that's a, that's a that's a good that's a good uh, that's good. That's a, that's, a, that's good. That's good right there. I think that um, people need that to hear good. that also. You know, because you're not alone out there in in a relationship or broke up or getting ready to break up or get a divorce. One way or the other, the whole idea is what can you do to make your relationship more healthy, more healthy. And a lot of it is to scratch out verbal abuse, emotional abuse, and physical abuse, and spiritual abuse because you can break a person just from your words. In the Bible, it talks about your tongue. Your tongue can be used to, 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 to kill or to give life. And so you have to be careful of when to do either or. And not only that, women. Most times in a relationship, what people fail to realize is what brought you together in the getting form the relationship. Right. So when you start losing any one of those, those factors, going throughout the cycles that you get getting into it deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People they do it unwillingly. They they get comfortable. Okay, yeah, they, they get, get comfortable. comfortable where they don't respect what someone else does because they feel well, I already know how that how that person's gonna react. Right, right. Done it before. Right. Just because you've done it before does not mean that you it didn't sure. take an effect on that person. Or take advantage of that. Exactly. Right. And, and most times in a relationship, there is a lot of people that choose to take advantage of each other. Well, you know, again, I think that it has been a fruitful 
um, a fruitful conversation on on relationships. I wish there was more people that would have got on the air and would have, you know, uh, spoke and gave, you know, their views and their points of comments on the subject. Perhaps, you know, when I bring a guest on that has written books on this, perhaps, you know, there will be people that will become more participating in this particular type of conversation, this topic, you know, because it is important because if you cannot have a relationship with your partner, then truly you cannot have a relationship with friends, you know. You can't have relationships with your family and with your other loved ones because if you don't know how to, how to, Form a relationship and keep your relationship based upon trust and, and love for one another, then you have nothing. You have nothing. Eric, have you got last words to speak on this? Right about it. You can't keep your relationship. You can't have no relationship with nobody else. Absolutely. So, because that's part of life. It is how to learn how to deal with the ones that you with, and you want to treat them right when you treat your, your friends right. Right. You want uh, to be treat others as you would treat yourself. yourself. Right. And sometimes, like my, like my wife said, sometimes you get comfortable into a situation mm-hmm. and you do step over the side. Right. And you repeat what you've done. But right. What I'm trying to say, sometimes you don't know you repeat. Well, you know, you just get you, set in that, you get set into that mode right. where you just, it's natural to you. Okay. But it's glad to know that you're stepping over the boundaries Right, so in other words, you know, you have to learn how to avoid it. Always, the boundaries are always set with your wife. It could be with your kids. Right. Like the way you treat the kids and the way you talk to your kids right. that has stress on a relationship. Right. Okay. Well, then again, that is, you know, learning how to treat others as you would treat yourself. And so if you have ideals of what, what, what your opinion is on what it is on how to treat yourself is no more than what you would treat others in that same eye. So it's different perspectives that make the world go around, of course, but to have a healthy relationship is to recognize when you have and know and come out of denial that you have you know, insecurities or whatever the case may be because the more that you tell on yourself, well, but the more that you tell on yourself, the more that you don't have a reason to continue to be that way. And it is if you teach someone, then everyone will know. If each one will teach one, then everyone will know. I know I got off, but my fault is I I can listen and then I get upset too quick. When I need to just sit there and let them finish and mm-hmm. listen mm-hmm. all the way you mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think that, you know, that's with anybody, especially when everybody is on the defense of taking up for themselves, you know, because they don't like that to, criticism. you got to learn how to take the criticism. Right. you got to learn how to take the criticism. That's a big part of a relationship. Right. You how to take it. Uh, Tyrone, is there, uh, I know that you want to talk about the poems here because, People need to now take a reflection 
on, you know, what they're dealing with or, or how they're thinking or, or just to smooth things out. We need your poem to help smooth this out. Give us something. Give us something. Well, this poem is called Northern Girl, but everything I write is life. Like I said, this is not only pertaining to the women, but it's pertaining to the men also. And it's called Northern Girl. Northern Girl, why are you so bland? With no insight or respect for your man. What do you want your man to be? What do you want your man to see? A life not worth living? No, I don't think so. I know you don't. But if he asks for help, oop, no you won't. You'd rather tear him down like an old abandoned building. When he asks for your love, you give it with no feeling. Not knowing he sees your insides out. And your heart is so revealing. My sister, my sister, quit sweating yourself. Look at the mirror, the pictures. There is no one else. So stare into your eyes and take a real good look. Sit yourself down and start to write your book. Flip and flip through your pages of your mind. Read the words, think, and redefine. The way you are supposed to be for your king, your husband, yes, your majesty. Bow down and take your throne. For your king can't rule it all alone. He needs a queen, a mistress, oh yes, a wife. So he can fulfill his quest on life. Northern girl. And Tyrone has a second poem that he wants to read. And um, that is a very great poem right there. You know, because people need to know, the women and the men need to know that we are kings and queens and we should love one another accordingly. Now, this one was related. This one was written during the show, and uh, it's pertaining to relationships. So, here it goes. Relationships are like a wonder. Wonder why. Wonder when. Will he or she today get up under my skin? Will I go to bed mad or with a smile on my face? Will we make love like we're on our way to the outer space? And when we arrive, have we really arrived? Or is this just the beginning of our demise? Will my love create or start or shatter a dream? Is everything real, really what it seems? Or does it seem real just because? Because it fits your reality. But what about his or hers? Does their reality matter at all? Relationships are like a wonder. So I plan to make mine wonderful. I wonder how I can make her smile tonight. I wonder what she will wear to bed tonight. I wonder what flavor I'll put on her tonight. I wonder if she'll pray for me as I pray for her tonight. I wonder. 
relationship. Good night. God bless. Thank you. Thank you, Tyrone. That is a beautiful poem and such a reflection it is because we definitely have to realize that, you know, another person's way of thinking and what they think a relationship and how it's supposed to go because they have created a a world of their own of what they believe is a good relationship, it is also a good thing that the partner that is in that type of relationship, you know, should have the same idea. But sometimes it works and sometimes it don't because two different realities are real realities. One that knows that relationships can be, can be hurtful, and then on the other hand, a relationship can be wonderful. And so you put those two together and realize that a relationship has ups and downs. And either you want each other or you don't. So until next time on the Lardy Miss Party Blog Talk Radio Show, take the reflection to understand a healthy relationship is a healthy mind. And respect yourself the way you want to be respected by respecting others. Yes, and also treat each other the way you want to be treated. So until next time on the Lardy Miss Party Blog Talk Radio Show, uh, we will see you next Saturday on the same topic. And so and if you are interested, Please call in at the call-in number and give your points of view. And until then, God bless you and have a good evening. Bye-bye.
Concert. So many people, you had to spend a lot. 